from RF Smart. This is Taking Inventory, a podcast all about better controlling your supply chain and improving inventory management. And now, your host, Sarah Archer. Hello, welcome back to Taking Inventory. My name is Sarah Archer. I am your host, and today we are talking about warehouse automation. We talk about all things warehousing on this podcast. And so today we are going to talk about something that we get a lot of questions about at RF Smart, which is RFID. This is something that has really come uh, into the warehouse space in the last several years. It's becoming more and more common to see this. And so we get a lot of questions about it. And so we thought we would uh, bring in some experts today to talk a little bit about it and share a little bit about ways to implement RFID, the kind of hardware you would need to use RFID, and really kind of to answer the question, what is RFID? So uh, to get us started today, I'd like to introduce my friend John Anaker, who is joining us from the RF Smart Hardware team. He leads that team. And so, John, I'll let you introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your background and experience. Yeah, perfect. Thank you so much, Sarah. Um, yeah, so I am John Anaker. I'm the Associate Vice President for Hardware Sales and Service here at RF Smart. Um, so really what that encompasses is anything that includes hardware, right? For all of our projects, all of our customers, which is it includes RFID and everything associated with that, whether it be, you know, the equipment or tagging, setup, configuration of the, the actual devices themselves. Um, so yeah, I've been, been doing that. That's my responsibility at RF Smart. I lead the sales effort and the technical effort and the support effort. So I get a full rounded picture of the life cycle of all these customers, um, which again, especially at RFID projects is a, a massive value, You know, not only to me to have the full perspective of that customer, but also to the customer themselves. Um, so just a, a little bit about me. I've been in the industry for roughly 17 years now. It seems as I was writing that down, it seemed like a very long time, but uh, <laughs> that I did the math and that was correct. Uh, so I've been in the, really the AIDC space the entire time. Um, I've worked for, for resellers on the street just as a salesperson selling deals, uh, worked for the manufacturer, so got that exposure on that level. Um, and now with our smart leading the team, so I get a, a little bit of both of a, a reseller for customers, but also have that software components. So we're really in depth on a, a lot greater level with a lot of different customers. So I mean, I know you asked for a fun fact. Not quite sure this is fun, but uh, so again, married to a wonderful wife and have three kids, uh, 11, seven and seven months. So I'm definitely in the thick of uh, full baby mode again. Uh, it's been absolutely great. He's a wonderful little kid. Um, and I may not look like it, but I a uh, long time ago, over 20 years ago, I played college basketball. Um, so I don't get to do that quite as much anymore, but I've graduated to be a very terrible golfer now. So That's awesome. I did not know that about you, about college basketball. That's very cool. I did not play college basketball or oh, any sure. college sports. I'll play, <laughs> golf. I'll, I'll play a terrible round of golf with you any, anytime, John. And who is that speaking? It's our friend Carl oh. from Zebra. Carl, thank you so much for being here. I feel like we can't talk about RFID without um, without bringing in Zebra, right? You guys are leaders in this space. And so um, I'll let you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about Zebra. But for those of you who are listening, you may remember that Zebra uh, was here with us last year, last season, to talk a little bit about manufacturing trends. One of those trends actually was uh, around automation and RFID, so this is perfectly aligned. If you are interested in that episode, I will for sure leave it linked. But hey, Carl, thanks for being here. Will you introduce yourself? And uh, you can tell us a fun fact as well. Sure, Sarah. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here with with uh, RF Smart, with John and yourself to talk a little bit about RFID. First of all, I mean, let's start off by mentioning what Zebra is. For those of you that are not familiar with my company, it's a company that's based in Lincolnshire, Illinois. And, um, you know, we work really with frontline workers and providing them 
tools, and that could be consisting of items like mobile computers, rugged mobile computers and tablets, barcode readers and barcode printers. That's really the, the essence of our company. But we're also going through a, a significant pivot. And one of the key vectors of growth as we see it for Zebra right now is RFID. We are very much in the thick of it. We've been doing it for many years, but it's also a very good time for RFID. And we see a number of our customers and verticals growing very fast. So it's, it's a great place to be right now. And we, we, we receive a lot of um, inquiries from customers and, and also partners right now to join. Really happy to be on, on here with RF uh, Smart. I mean, a little bit ab about me. I worked then as regional portfolio lead for our intelligent edge solutions, which is this pivot that we're doing into a solutions world. RFID is part of that. And uh, it's a very exciting place to be. Um, a little known fact about me is that I've lived in seven different countries. I speak six different languages and I've conducted business in 34 countries last I checked. And I'm not being chased by the authorities, by the way. <laughs> You're not in witness protection? Nothing like that. <laughs> That's very neat. That's very cool. Well, thank you for being here, guys. Uh, I think we should jump into our topic today. Of course, we talked a little bit about um, RFID and Zebra's role in that, but this is really something that I find very fascinating. Um, it's sort of tracing things that are untraceable in a way, uh, really in technology uh, that is having a huge impact. And so I think we should just kind of get started by defining what is RFID, because I think there's also a lot of misconceptions about what RFID is not. And then I think uh, if you guys have some examples of places that people may have seen RFID before, that would also be a great thing for us to cover as well. Maybe I can start here. RFID it stands for radio frequency ID or identification. And it, it's, a, it's different types of technologies that employ radio frequency, mostly for locationing or also to, you know, figuring out um, if we can read items without a line of sight. So that's typically how we define it at Zebra. And within that, you know, we have different flavors of RFID. Um, one of the main ones that we, we're looking at this year and, you know, the one that RF Smart is, is specializing in is, is uh, passive or RAIN RFID. And uh, this is a technology that, that really consists of having certain chips that are placed in what we call inlays or on top of um, let's call them labels and tags that are, you know, then on, put on top of items that you want to, to track, right? It could be in a warehouse, in a retail store, on garments, embedded in tires or any other places. There's a, many, many use cases for, for this, obviously. And it's, it really facilitates this uh, business of tracking items. You know, it's really enabling the Internet of Things in a cost-effective way. And, um, you know, these systems are, are growing, um, you know, passive tags is one part of it. And then on the other side, something that Zebra works with is active tags. These are typically battery, um, they're battery uh, powered. So we have, uh, let's say, uh, tags that are, are pinging uh, constantly, you know, every, on a certain cadence, they'll talk to receivers and antennas and tell them, hey, I'm here as opposed to a passive or RFID rain system that requires a certain radio frequency to wake it up, or as we call it, excited. And then 
in return, once it gets excited, it sends out a backscatter, so an, a radio frequency signal back that is then captured by an antenna. That is kind of it in a nutshell. John, you, you have much more probably on-hands experience with it. Um, did, did that describe it? Yeah, absolutely, Carl. And, you know, again, at, at the fundamental level, right, is, is RFID, is a, you know, it's an antenna, on the, uh, at least on the passive level, really active is the same. It's just got a battery to amplify the signal. But on, on a passive level, it's a, a chipset with an antenna array embedded in, I'll say something, right? Most common is going to be a label, but it could be in, you know, a ceramic, it could be in plastic, it could be in a, a lot of different medias, depending on what you're going to put it on, right? Where you're going to affix that tag to. Uh, and then also how you need to read it, right? What sort of environment does it need to survive? How do you plan on reading that tag and, and using it inside of your use case? So again, the, the options are, you know, it's on some level infinite, right? You can keep going down that rabbit hole, but um, you look for these customers, how they're operating inside of their environment, how they want to interact with their products, how that product's going to move, and you, you select the right tag for them. So, uh, yeah, no, I, th I think you encompassed it right. And, you know, to answer Sarah's question a little bit, as far as where are you seeing it, right? If you're not in the RFID space, where have you run into it? Maybe you don't even know, right? It just, it, on some level, when we get into RFID projects and someone doesn't have a good understanding of the, the technology and how it works, you have to separate what it is and does versus what the, the the magic interpretation of what maybe they think it is, right? And how it works. It's not magic. It's absolutely a technology and it has limitations and it's not a, a catch-all for everything that you want to do with it. So again, there's there's some level of that. But if you look at like the toll pass system, any any state that has a toll pass system for their car, that's an RFID tag inside of that little box. And as you, you know, you think about those cars, you'd never be able to read a barcode, even if it was big and on the top of their car as it's flying down the road. Um, even if it had snow on it and everything else, right? You never able to read that. So the RFID is a perfect use case for that. Closed loop system, they have to go through a certain spot. You're going to capture every car as it goes through. Um, Magic Bands at Disney, same thing, right? You want to get on the ride. You want to get into a certain access to a park. You, you put your badge up to the uh, reader. And, it, you know, if you've been there, it glows green and you go and you're all set to go. So again, very great examples of RFID that whether or not you were using it, you, you now know that you, you've been interacting with it on some level. Yeah, absolutely. Those are great examples, John. And I think um, you guys definitely covered what, like, this is just kind of amazing technology. A lot of people do think of it as magic. And sorry if we ruined the magic for you at Disney with that magic band information, but uh, it certainly is technology. And so there is a lot of different things, um, a lot of different use cases for this technology. And so I'd love to talk through some of those because I know that um, oftentimes we're using RFID in situations where uh like I said before, it, you're trying to trace things that are often difficult to trace. Um, and so I thought we could talk through some of the use cases for those things. Carl, um, where are you seeing RFID? Yeah, I mean, Sarah, in terms of characteristics, what we see here, and we study this um, globally, we have, I don't know, more than, than um, more implementations of RFID than any other company. In, on the planet, right? Because globally we service many customers in our, our verticals, but we see typically in, in high volume uh, use cases, areas where you just don't have time to be, um, you know, counting barcode or scanning barcodes. You just, you're, you're too busy, right? For instance, uh, cycle counting of apparel, that's a very good use case. You can just in seconds or milliseconds, you can, you know, count maybe 200 pairs of jeans, but going out there with your with your barcode scanner, that could take you like a good hour possibly, right? So uh, for, for high volume use cases, it's fundamentally um, a very strong ROI. 
also elements of items that have high velocity. You mentioned it, John. I mean, there's no way you're going to scan uh, cars passing by with a barcode. You can, but the degree of certainty and, and error will be will not really make it feasible. Uh, we see it also in reusable um, use cases as well. If you know a barcode, um, you know basic basic barcode is typically something you dispose of after you use it. But if you want to reuse the label, then it makes sense to kind of invest that little extra to get that, you know, locationing and that extra security that you also get from RFID as a passive tag. And then I think you mentioned it already, but traceability is, is also key. Having that chain of custody, being able to assign a certain value to something that you want to trace uh, throughout the whole um, you know, chain, you get that the chain of command or the, the, the uh, let's call it the supply chain, having that traceable element of RFID as, as an extra safeguard is, is critical. So high volume, high velocity, reusable and traceable. Those are the main characteristics that we have found. Absolutely. And I know that we see it a lot in manufacturing. I feel like that is certainly one of the places that you see RFID the most. John, can you speak to some of the customer examples are smart customers that you've worked with. I know a lot of people listening right now are already using RF Smart for barcoding, but uh, if you wanted to talk a little bit about times that we've helped customers implement this RFID as a project. Right. No, it's, it's great. And, and, you know, RFID has been around for a long time, right? It's not a new technology, right? This is, I have had that situation where people think, oh, that's the new thing. It's replacing barcode, right? It's the new technology we got to get into. It's, it's not new, right? It's been around for, I don't know, Carl, 30 years, right? Long, long time, maybe, maybe longer. But um, what we are seeing is more and more use cases. And what, what we see is it's typically not a replacement technology for barcode in most use cases. It's complementary, or like we said in the, in the uh, toll pass situation, barcode really wouldn't be a good solution. Right, so RFID is really one of the only ways you're going to be able to capture that data in motion. So most of the time it's an either or or complementary, not I have a full barcoding warehouse management system and I just want to implement it in RFID. Not typically the the, the greatest use case that we see in a, in a lot of situations. So um, and each situation could be a little bit different, but that's where we see it. So. Um, retail, great. Like Carl mentioned, it's, it's, I don't know where it was born, but you know, a lot of, of applications there, your fortune, you know, 10 retailers, Walmarts and places are using a lot of it as well. Uh, when you drive down to the, to the more local level, right. From an, our, our smart perspective, uh, we have a lot of customers that, uh, you know, in the manufacturing, I'll say even some healthcare space type locations, uh, where they are tagging products sometimes for in motion. Like one of the customers I'm thinking about is tagging an assembly build as they're pushing it through their assembly line and they're tracking where that is in the line in real time, how long it's spending at each spot in, in their location. Uh, all the work that was supposed to be done at that location as it's traveling through and then when it gets done. So they have all that time track data. And again, the great benefit of RFID in a lot of cases is you're tracking that data and collecting it behind the scenes. The worker doesn't have to do anything, right? So it's gonna be time stamped whether or not they know that it's happening or not. So again, that's a great use case for, for the benefit of the barcode there. Um, another one where it's a complementary solution. So a, a customer that we recently took live um, has a full R smart in the warehouse, barcoded everything, their process, they, they put RFID tags on all their products with the barcode human readable. So most of the workers don't even know that it has a RFID tag inside of it. They scan it with the barcoding, they build their pallets. They box them up and they ship it out. Before they ship it out, they run it through an RFID portal and they verify that all the product that is supposed to be in there is actually in there. 
All right, so as they run it through that pallet and they have 50 items that they loaded inside of this pallet that's all encased in a cardboard box, uh, they wouldn't know exactly just by looking at it if it's correct, right? They think it's correct because they supposedly scanned it correctly. They run it through and this will verify that, yep, you got all 50 on here or you have 51 or you have 49. You know, you can give those variances out as well. So um, those are just two examples of where we're finding a lot of um, adoption for RFID in that kind of manufacturing true warehouse and inventory management type of customers that we have. Yeah. And, you know, I was listening to this podcast, oh gosh, a couple months ago. I think it was a TED Talk podcast, but they were talking about RFID, um, which I thought was very interesting. And so I thought I would take a listen. And they were talking about they uh, there was a, a manufacturer who is in food and beverage and they were um, tagging fish as they moved through the supply chain. So um, as the fish went from being uh, alive and in a tank and then processed, like they were continuing to track them in every step. A fish would be a hard thing to put a barcode on. So I definitely, uh, that's one use case that's kind of unique and interesting. I'm kind of curious, Carl, you said we're talking earlier about active and passive RFID and you explained a little bit of some of the differences, but like what are the use cases for those different types of RFID technology? Yeah, so so active and and passive have certain things as we spoke about earlier in common. But one main thing that active systems do, uh, given that they're battery powered, is that you have you know a, a much higher degree of of um, let's call it signaling. So you have a a constant. If you'd like to, you can set it to different um, frequencies or not just frequencies, but also cadences. It could be seconds, it could be minutes or half hours. And by doing that, you can have, you know, a certain element of control over where things are because you're reading these almost all the time. So that's really what puts active systems apart from passive. Passive systems are excited once, right? And then you get the backscatter. So it's an interesting um, area, right? Because these battery powered tags are quite expensive compared to a, a RAIN RFID tag. And for that reason, we've been doing a bit of experimenting at Zebra. And in 2019, we took to market a system of passive readers that actually do this type of real-time locationing is called the ATR 7000. It's a specific uh, system that's overhead. It scans roughly a 1500 square foot area and it can keep track of not items necessarily, but let's call it pallets or assets, humans. It could be forklifts, etc. from above with a very high degree of, of um, let's call it frequency. So it's quasi real time, number one, and number two, with a very high degree of accuracy. So we are starting to see a blending of an active system or active system use case into the passive systems through this particular um, and unique system called the ATR 7000. Um, very interesting. We're, we're still at the cutting edge there. We're, we're trying it out and we've seen some early good success in, in cross-talking in areas uh, such as staging areas, but also in some, some parts of manufacturing as well as dock doors. What are some of those advantages of using barcoding scanning systems together with, um, with an RFID system? Yeah, I, I, this is a, a great question, and and it always has to be covered. And I think you already hint, hinted a bit to it already, John, in the beginning. But 
you know, RFID is not a replacement for barcodes. We haven't seen or encountered any significant customer who has implemented a project without relying on barcodes together with their RFID. And one main reason for that is, you know, barcodes is super mature. It's well embedded in all industries and sectors. It's everywhere, right? And, um, you know, everybody's kept carrying a barcode reader. I mean, look around yourself. You have a mobile computer, a mobile phone. You can use that to read barcodes. An RFID reader <laughs> at an entry point might be, I don't know, $2,000 or $1,500, right? So you, you just don't have the, the um, a penetration of readers to make it work. So you have to pick specific use cases for it. Another piece here is that, you know, the bar, uh, barcode reader um, and tag, which it typically is 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 um, placed with, and you know you have a, an RFID tag that typically also has a barcode um, barcode printed on it, right? Which gives you that L extra element of redundancy. Um, if it's great to be able to automate your reads with a with an RFID reader and do it very quickly, but what if something is broken with that particular RFID chip and you need to replace it? Well. Uh, you, you still need to be able to read it somehow. So having that redundancy is critical. Okay, so I I, I think that they are very good complements with each other. Um, I would always point that the use cases with high velocity, high intrinsic value uh, value that I mentioned before, also high volume, reusable and traceable, because that's really where RFID makes makes. Um, makes a difference and, and is, is mostly, um, it, it pays off really as an ROI. Um, so working with both really, but particularly with those use cases. Yeah, John, do you have anything to add from the RF Smart perspective? I know that we do this a lot or recommend it. Uh, so anything to add there? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a great question, right? And just try to drive this home is, you know, they, they are complementary, right? And especially for our smart users. I, I find that the majority of our customers, it's a complementary technology to help in a, in a very effective manner, fix a problem that they're having, you know, again, barcodes are great, but it still relies on a user to scan everything, right? And again, if they're 99% correct, it means 1% of the time they're wrong, right? And that's where RFID can help cor correct that. And if you, where I'll point to a couple of the examples is, if you have um, an example like this, the, the customer for the AR, uh, ATR 7000, where it, it's irreplaceable, right? If you lose it, it's gone forever, right? You, it, it's, it's custom work. It can never be done again. It'll never be recreated. It's critical that you, you're at 100% reliability. Uh, the other customer that I think of where we were in a massive million square foot warehouse, I think this was prior to RF Smart, but it's all applicable. Um, they said, yep, barcoding, it actually works great. We don't need help there, but we do misplace things, right? And think this, if you have a customer, hey, you know what? I just need to grab the pallet behind this pallet. I'm going to move this one over here. I'm going to grab that one. Somebody distracted me and I drove away and I never moved that other one back. It, it creates this, now that one's gone, right? No, if you, the system has no idea where it is, it's gone. Um, an RFID tracking system would help us identify where that pallet is. And this customer, it's again, if it's a high value item that you can't lose or it would cost a lot of money to replace, um, the specific instance with this customer is they were a publisher, right? So this was a an insert into magazines and if they can't find it, that magazine has to go out today or tomorrow or the next day. So they can't spend a lot of time looking for it and think of a million square foot warehouse. You don't have time to go find it. So they absolutely said, we don't care. It costs us over $10,000 every time we lose a pallet. 
and we have to just remake it, right? Because we can't spend any time looking for it. So it was critical that they could find it very quickly. Um, and we were able to track if it went through a door and roughly where the last place we saw it. So we could narrow their warehouse down to a very small sector and then find it within a half an hour. And it, it worked great. Um, and then one last example that I have for a customer that, that is using barcode at the retail level, um, but RFID is a jeweler that we have. I think they're one of our oldest RFID customers, but there's, there's something called jewelry tags. And I know our, uh, Zebra has a great tag for this. Um, it's an RFID embedded tag. So think if you have a, a jewelry in a box, you maybe only have one box, but to scan all the items in there would take forever as opposed to you can get a very accurate every time read just doing it with RFID. So if you embed it, an RFID tag, and again, most jewelry, and I, maybe it's just the kind my wife likes, it's expensive. So you can put a good, you can put a tag on there that is, uh, that is fairly expensive and, you know, not eat up any of the profit margin. So that, that's sometimes the things we issue with RFID is really hard to tag every item if the item only costs 10 cents, right? The tag may cost five cents, right? There's no economies of scale to get that done. You make such a good point about irreplaceable items. I think that one of the things that people uh, think about with RFID, it can be a little bit of a sticker shock it, to see like, okay, this is a little bit of an investment that we're making up front. But when you bring up things like, well, it costs us $10,000 when we lose a pallet, or we've got multiple pieces of jewelry in here that are worth thousands of dollars, when you begin to kind of do that math, it certainly can be worth the investment. Um, and I think that that's a great segue into kind of our final piece, which is how. How do you implement RFID? What do you need to do it? What do you need to do it with RF Smart? Carl, I'll let you start on this one because um, there are some components that you would need. You talked a little bit about readers, yeah. but can you walk us through what you would need to get this started? I will, Sarah. And, and just it may interest um, the listeners as well to get some fresh statistics from some of our retail and, and also MTNL studies that we've done in terms of RFID ROIs. And I'll just pull out three pieces of data for everyone. Uh, with RFID technology, number one, we see better inventory accuracy of 99 plus percent. So it's a, it's a very significant improvement over barcodes or other systems. We also see a reduction in inventorying time of 95 to 99%. So think about that for a moment in terms of man hours or, or personnel, right? And then thirdly, and this is a very broad uh, statement, which I think is it really drives it home for me. We're looking at improving operating costs between one and 5%. And if you look at total operating costs in a warehouse facility, that's a huge amount of savings. So, so in terms of the... Um, ROI, it's clear. Then in terms of the um, elements that you need to put together an RFID system, I'll just talk about the basic ones and maybe John can then talk about how we put these ingredients to work in a nice recipe. But starting off very fundamental is choice of tag. You have to figure out what you're trying to, the pain point that you're trying to solve and what type of a tag would help there. So that's that's really important. There are certain surfaces, certain items that are very hard to, to, um, to tag because you know, they might be liquid or metal. And for that, there are certain tags that can help out or human beings for that matter. We're made out of 90% water. So I think that's that's really important. Also, you have to be able to encode these tags. And to do that, Zebra has these great 
encoding printers that give you an RFID tag, plus also a barcode many times. There are different tags that you can use as well, but we would strongly recommend having an encoding printer handy. You also have the need for readers. Handhelds, these are integrated Android devices, typically with very high performance um, reading and, and also um, you know, locating capabilities that help you find things. Uh, you can also, if you don't want to invest in in a purpose-built integrated one, you could get a a sled, which is paired with a mobile computer or a consumer device, which is another way of, of locating and also um, scanning or, or reading tags. And then you also have the ability to, to invest the next step up, which is automation and use fixed readers that are connected to either a PLC, they can be connected to your your um, WMS systems, etc. And by, by employing that, you can then, with some antennas, make an array to pick up, you know, tags as they're moving in certain choke points or portals. Uh, so those are the main, main ingredients. And then I'm just going to add also that you have to have a business app some software capabilities, you need need to do some workflow architecture to really figure out how to put the system together. And I'll hand that over to you, John, to sort of take it home, right? Bring the recipe home to, um, to or the ingredients to, to a nice recipe now. Yeah, no, thanks, Carl. I appreciate that. And, and uh, you're absolutely right, right? It's, you know, these projects are not self-contained, right? Buying the right reader, identifying the right tags, you know, it's just really one step, right? And that's why RF Smart has, you know, great relationships with companies like Zebra and even some other ones that help us out, you know, for, for various things that Zebra doesn't do. Um, but again, we, we look for the best in the in the business. That's going to be the Zebra readers, Zebra tags, and a lot of the things that, that they have to offer. Um, but that's one piece of it, right? These customers want it to work inside of their system. So if you are an RF Smart customer, have the ERP systems that we work with, um, through our WMS and then ultimately automation module technology, we have the ability to take those reads. It really, there's, there's a middleware component where we, where we consolidate those reads, organize the data, uh, and send that off to the ERP and really work inside of either our WMS or in a lot of cases, the ERP system itself uh, to store, collect, manage, and, and process that data, right? That's what RFSmart is an absolute expert in. Uh, it's where we've been in business for 36 years. We know these ERP systems inside and out. And that automation module is really the connection between the front end RFID hardware setup, configuration, tags, and the way that you're going to operate in it, which again, we, we help you and consult you through that entire process. But that vehicle to take all that data and get it into your ERP and make it actionable, manageable, and something you can pull back out is going to be all with the RFSmart software and the automation clients that we have out there. So. Uh, Carl's absolutely right. I mean, some of the, the use cases as you're thinking about this from an easy, you know, you may have heard the term slap and ship where you don't need RFID, but your customer you're selling to does. You can just put an RFID tag on as it walks out the door. Very low, low impact RFID type of implementation. Um, any sort of pallet tracking, right? Whether it's out the door, whether it's movement, locationing on some level. Um, that we talked a little bit about the ART 7000, sort of a, a new breed, a little bit unique, not gonna be a great fit for everyone, but the ones that are, it, it could be really game-changing technology in a lot of ways. 
Um, it does answer the question that customers have been asking for for a really long time, right? Is how do I light up a warehouse and see everything all the time, right? And that's, you know, that can definitely help there. Again, not a, a perfect solution for everyone, but something that is, is exciting technology. Um, things in movement, right? Think anything you have in movement, whether that's pallets, whether that's conveyor belts, whether that's boxes, um, you may not be able to put an RFID tag on it, right? And that, or sorry, a, a barcode tag on it, you put an RFID tag on it and now you can track that movement. So um, there are situations where a barcode is either impossible or unlikely to survive the environment and could never be read in a consistent manner. Again, great use case for RFID. That whole line of sight, whether it's because it's covered and dirty or it's too far away in some cases, or it's inside of a box, uh, all those are great use cases that we can talk about for RFID. Stressing again that it is typically a complementary technology, right? Barcode takes you so far, and then there's a certain process for certain customers that this is a, a value to us in our organization. This is how we want to do business, and this is how our operations flow. Great. We agree. That's probably a differentiator. Let's maintain that. But RFID is going to be a great fit for you to maintain that advantage and still collect all that data in an accurate, meaningful way and not lose um, visibility in that sort of in that sort of process that you're walking through. So. Yeah, you guys both gave a lot of examples today of things that I am certain will resonate with uh, those who are listening today. Uh, there, really, for any use case, there there is a, a way to use RFID, and so um, definitely, if this is something that you're interested in, I'm going to leave some resources for you so you can learn a little bit more from Zebra and from RF Smart. We all have some great resources on this. Uh, I mentioned a podcast with Zebra Technologies that we did last year. Make sure you check that one out. Um, and before we go, I will remind you that you should definitely subscribe if you haven't already. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Podcast and Spotify, as well as on our YouTube channel or an email subscription on our website. Uh, I'd like to give a special thank you to Carl for being here today, to our partner from Zebra Technologies, and to John Aniker. Thank you guys so much, and we will see you again soon.